Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hello, friends. Welcome to another story brought to you from the front lines of mission service. Situated on the southeastern Asian peninsula in the country of Thailand, also known as the Land of the Free, are a people known for their kindness and hospitality. Yet in this very country, Buddhism and ancestor worship holds a tight grasp on the people as they bow to idols, perform extravagant rituals, and live in fear of spirits. Today, Kyle Tumberg will share a story about the spiritual journey of a new Christian living in this Buddhist culture. Her enthusiasm for Jesus is unabashed. She invites family and friends to church. She organizes food drives for families in need. She offers sewing classes to the poor and, well, we'll let Kyle tell the story. He calls it Starting to Fly. My heart sunk when I heard the news. Just 23 years old, but now his life was only a memory. The thought of what Nok, his mother, must be going through, was almost too much for me to bear. Not even a year had passed since her baptism. Would she give up her faith? Would she see this as a punishment for changing religions, as some of her family and friends may think? Her husband was sure that she would turn her back on God. Even though her world had been turned upside down and her heart had been shattered, she didn't lose faith. In fact, it never even wavered. From Noak's first visit to our church almost four years ago, she has shown a growing interest and faith in God. Watching her grow into a mature, spirit-filled disciple of Christ has been one of the most rewarding experiences that I have had during my time in Thailand. She has had her ups and downs, and there have been many times when I have wondered how strong her commitment to God and His truth really is. But I believe that God is strengthening and establishing her as His child. I have seen several evidences of this over the past couple of years. To live for Christ in a pagan culture is no easy task. When push comes to shove, most new converts are not able to endure the family, social, and financial pressures that come with living a life of faith that challenges them along these lines. Many people turn back to their former religion as soon as they face a major life crisis. But even though Noak's son was tragically killed in a motorcycle accident almost two years ago, her faith has remained strong. Thai people, participating in Buddhist rituals and seeking blessings from the monks are expected when going to the temple.
But Noak has been able to stay faithful to God even when going to family events with Buddhist ceremonies. She has been able to explain her new convictions to her family in a way that they understand and respect. Another area that tests new converts is Sabbath observance. Noak is a self-employed seamstress. She makes beautiful clothing and then sells them at local markets. Her clothes often sell out quickly. Not surprisingly, the busiest days at the market are on Sabbath. This was a real test for Noak, especially when she was feeling strapped financially. Early on, she would go and sell on the Sabbath. However, the Holy Spirit has been working on her heart and giving her courage to honor the Sabbath. Recently, she was offered a very good job at a business in town. She would have been in a managerial position and would have had nice benefits. However, the job would have required her to work on Sabbath. When she told me about this opportunity a couple of months back, I was impressed when she said that she wasn't even tempted to take it. As Noak's faith has grown, so has her desire to share her faith with others. She has brought several of her friends and family to church, and earlier this year, she told me that she wants to dedicate her work to God and use her time at the market as an opportunity to witness. She has been working with two of our student missionaries recently in starting a health outreach at the lake where her market is located. On Sunday evenings, Noak, our student missionaries, and several other church members have been going to the market to do basic health screenings and to conduct health surveys. They have been able to minister to lots of people, and recently in church, Noak told us about how she had been following up with the people who have completed the survey. One of the ladies that she called had been struggling with anxiety and depression and thanked Noak for calling her. Noak has a real heart for people and has a burden to witness and provide practical help. Earlier this year, after learning about a family that had lost their house in a fire, she coordinated a goods drive in our church and was able to donate food, clothes, and money to help the family in need. I have been inspired by her soul-winning initiatives. A couple of weeks ago, our church invited Barnabas Hope to do a weekend presentation on tent maker ministry. After his first sermon, Noak told me that she wants to start a sewing class for ladies that don't have work so that they can learn a skill that will help them make money. I told her that would be a great thing to do and would give her the opportunity to develop meaningful relationships. Noak has recently been appointed to be the personal ministries coordinator for our church and has also been appointed to our local church board. Please pray for her as she continues to engage in active ministry. As I think of all the ways that Noak has grown in her walk with God, I can't help but think of the meaning of her name. The word Noak in Thai means bird. 
I picture a baby bird that is confined to a nest and is dependent on her mother for the first few days of life, but after it grows and gets stronger, it eventually starts to fly on its own. It is exciting to see Nok beginning to fly in her walk with God. It is my prayer that she will continue to soar to new heights. Please join me in this prayer. Kyle's second story is about the faith journey of a man learning how to follow Jesus through a series of Bible studies. He calls this story a farmer and a, a fortune, fortune teller in the battle of faith. So about three years ago, we met a couple named Josh and Moat. Josh is an American missionary in Thailand, and his wife Moat is a is a Thai Adventist. They live in Thailand, and uh, Moat's family lives in a village close to our church in Khon Ken. When they came to church the first time, they told us about Moat's family, how they had begun reading the Bible and were asking questions about Christianity, um, and seemed interested. So Josh and Moat asked that we go and visit her family. Now her mother's name is Manuai, and her sister's name is At, and her husband's name is Eat. So we've gone to visit them. We went to visit them uh, after we saw Josh and Moat and had a really nice conversation with them. In fact, we went back to the house several times, and every time we would go back, they were always very friendly. They would give us water and food, and we would just talk for several hours about the Bible and about spirituality and Buddhism and, and different topics. We eventually began to go there on a weekly basis. Uh, we would go, the pastor and myself, as well as some other church members, and we'd go to the village, and the pastor and I would study the Bible with Manuai, Piet, and At, and uh, we would answer their questions, while the other church members would do a children's program for the kids in the village. So it was a good time to go and, and minister to that family and that community. During one of our Bible studies, we were talking about think salvation or converting to Christianity or, or something along those lines. And they made the comment to us that they would not be able to convert to Christianity for another two years because their grandmother had just passed away and they had to make merit for her over the next couple of years. And to not do so would be not good. So they told us that, but they continued to study the Bible. They continued to come to church occasionally, and we continued to develop this friendship with them. Just last month, they had a big merit-making celebration at their house for this dead grandmother, and the whole village came to the house uh, to participate in this festival. Well, a couple months back, actually the, at the end of last year, we had gone to the village to do a, a miniature health expo and to do some evangelistic meetings. And while we were there, uh, I was talking with Pete, and I told him that if you would ever like to do a health expo in your village, we'd be happy to come and, and do that in the future. And he was interested, and he told me that they were going to have this big merit-making ceremony in March, and he invited us to come. So we prayed about it, and we decided that we would, we would go there to do a health expo at this merit-making ceremony. So we went there, end of March, myself, along with about four or five other people, and we were able to do health screenings on about 50 or 60 different villagers. So that was a good way to meet some practical needs, to, to build relationships, 
and to show that we do care about this family and their village. Uh, We pray that they will continue to take steps towards God and that they will ultimately realize that he he is more powerful than any other God and that only he can truly meet the deepest needs of their heart. On that note, let's get right to our story. Did you hear about Key Eats Dream? My friend Josh, who works in Bangkok, asked as we talked on the phone. No, I haven't seen him in, a, in several weeks, I responded. Pete and his family have been coming off and on to church for the past year and a half. They have expressed interest in coming every Sabbath, but even though they are farmers and have the freedom to set their own schedule, they often feel pressured to work in order to make ends meet. I was curious to learn more about this dream. One night, P.E. dreamed that a very famous monk came to the temple near his house. Many people went to the monk for fortune-telling. When P.E. finally got his turn to see the monk, he held out his palm so the monk could read it. Rather than taking the hand, the monk told P.E. that he was unable to read his palm. P.E. was taken aback and asked what the problem was. You are being protected by a greater God. Therefore, I am not able to read your palm. When P.E. woke up, he immediately called my friend Josh and his Christian Thai wife, who is P.E.'s sister-in-law, to tell them about the dream. Josh told me that he feels like P.E.'s faith is now the strongest in the family and that he is taking it more seriously. This isn't the first time that P.E. has had an experience with God that has deeply impressed him. He has seen God answer prayer and has been touched by his word. I truly believe that God is working earnestly for P.E. and his family, but the spiritual battle is still very real. I ask that you lift up P.E. and his family in prayer and pray that they would make a decided commitment to following God's truth and be able to trust him to provide for all of their needs. To follow and pray for them and other missionaries, go to afmonline.org. That's afmonline.org. Thank you for listening. God bless.